a democratic republic of sports. The Sportsocracy with ESPN Asheville host Tank Spencer and Jeremy Green. Welcome into the Sportsocracy. Tank Spencer and Jeremy Green with you in the Wicked Weed studio, wickedweedbrewing.com. Drink different. It's it's Brady Band Day. Yeah! How, how? Six how? more months of no Tom Brady. Oh, you said his name, so I can say it. I can, name. nope, I can say it. You oh, can't. You're, you're banning me from saying his you're name. Correct. Oh, yeah, I'm still glowing. I'm still glowing in the uh, in the bask of, of the great one. Mm-hmm. Can't say his name. Can't do it. <laughs> it's day one of the uh, of the TB brand, TB band. Yep. No Tom Brady for six months. <laughs> I can say it. You can. Welcome into the program. Be sure to like, share, and follow the Sportsocracy on all of the social medias. I slept like a baby last night. I slept like Fido's ass. Oh, wonderful! And That's... I have enough caffeine coursing through my veins to power a Volvo. Yep, yep. Uh, anything you want talked about? Shoot it to us in the comments. Uh, today, though, I guess we got to start with last night. The North Carolina Miami game got postponed. Not North because Carolina party party with both hands. They did. They did. Uh, apparently, after the Duke game, Armando Baycott and Dayron Sharp went to a dorm party without their masks. <laughs> the video shows up on Snapchat. It goes viral, gets circulated around. The ACC finds out about it. The game got postponed. And, oh, to be a fly on the wall. What would you have given to have been in that room when Roy Williams heard the story of his two players out at the... Because this is the one guy who has stuck to the mask rule and all the protocols and been, you know, just strict by the book about this whole thing. I swear to you, the stream of obscenities that came across that desk would there have painted a, the Sistine Chapel. I guarantee you there was a dadgummit in there every once in a while. There were a whole lot of dadgummits coming across that table, and I'm I, I'm really interested to follow this story now to see where it goes, because they're gonna they're gonna isolate the players. But I wonder how Roy handles this. Um, can I? I, I want. Right. <laughs> of course they did. I've been telling you this for five months. Of course they did. Yep. And you know why you know about this? Because it wound up at the Daily Tar Heel, which is the North Carolina student newspaper. That's the only reason you know this. And guess what? It's happened a lot of places. Ooh. Yee. And there are a whole lot of students burning mattresses in jet on Franklin Street on Saturday night. Yep. And guess what? Of course they were. It's all part of the college experience, man. And we have oh. we have been told time and time and time again that uh, you know it, it, it's okay to have celebrations, right? It's uh, I mean, you know, mass, Look, mass gatherings are okay if it's a uh, it's like a crime of passion. Yeah, like but... in Texas, you can murder somebody if it's a crime of passion. And this is kind of what this is. This is now the COVID crime of passion. Yeah, I mean, mass gatherings are okay if they're you know surround if if they're filled with Democrats. I think that's. <laughs> Damn it! I did so well with that. I did so well with the We Talk Sports Not Politics. God, that lasted so much longer than I thought it was going to. Oh man! God, if you had bet the over on that, you would have made a house payment. But from protests to political gatherings to sports celebrations, this is this is okay, right? Yeah, we're fine. Come on. Come on. You got to, I mean, I've seen all of this over the last two days. Obviously, you know, like uh, it was CNN covering the pregame of the Super Bowl. And, you know, like this three-minute report on how no one around the Central Business District and the Channel District and everything were wearing their masks. And it was just so, you know, concerning that on Saturday night before the Super Bowl, the biggest sporting event that there has been since this whole thing started. Apparently, they were shocked to see throngs of maskless people out on Ebor Street getting drunk and gathering in, in, on dance floors in clubs. <laughs> are you fucking like, are you serious? Whatever will we do? The same people that keep saying, oh, there will be no, uh, there will be no Super Bowl celebration. Uh, bet you there will be. 
Bet you there will be. On Thursday, thousands upon thousands of people will probably show up on the streets of Tampa Bay expecting some kind of a some kind of a parade. When you beat Duke, it's a big deal, and it's uh-huh. a big deal to these kids. I mean, this is the whole reason you you know this is one of the whole one of, one of the reasons that you go to school for a four year education at one of these universities is to be you know attracted to this lifestyle. And you beat Duke. It's a big deal. I don't give a shit that it was the worst Duke team on record. You still beat if Duke. If this surprises you, I have a bridge to sell you. Right. If you looked at this and went, I cannot believe the two 19-year-old kids went to a frat party after they beat Duke. I am stunned. Right. Then you are stunned really, really fucking easily. <laughs> Sorry. You can't put people in their house. Ha- you can't put baby in the corner for 14 fucking months. It don't work. Right. I just came back from Georgia. I got news for you. This is happening a lot. And by a lot, I mean a lot. Lot, 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 lot. So, there's that. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I'll be honest with you. I was afraid expect- we were going to piss off Carolina today. Because, you know, we do work for a Carolina affiliate. And then I went to the Daily Tar Heel, and on the homepage is an editorial titled, Go to Hell, Carolina. Yeah. That I got about 70 words in, and I, and I started yelling at my computer. Yeah. Like, it was my computer's fault that I clicked on it. Part of me feels like Morgan Perosi's not going to be working at the uh, Daily Tar Heel too much longer. Don't piss off your boss. That's all <laughs> I'm going to say. <laughs> Uh, the, the opinion piece that was written by her, she is a, uh, apparently from what I can tell, she's like a, uh, a photo editor for the Daily Tar Heel. Oh. And so she was out on Saturday night and she was doing her job. She was taking pictures of all of the fans who rushed Franklin Street after they beat Duke. And then the opinion piece gets posted, go to hell Carolina, that everybody was not wearing their masks. And, it, and, and this is the best part. The best part to me was she wasn't really all that upset about, you know, the COVID thing. I mean, obviously the COVID thing mattered, but that the police weren't doing anything about the students because the vast majority of them were white and that this was their white privilege that was fueling the, oh my gosh. I I, compl- I, I ignored that part. <laughs> Actually, that's a lie. I didn't ignore that part. It's I didn't just, get to that part. It's just maddening. I got to the, in the middle of a pandemic. I, that's the new phrase that, like, if, if I am a Decepticon, or I have been trained by the government, I have realized that my activation phrase is going to be, in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> because one day I'm going to hear that and lose my ever-loving fucking mind. Mine's quarantine. Or social distancing. We owe you. Why are you not so... I hate that term with every fiber of my soul. I was thinking about this in the car the other day. Of it, it, my, I think my trigger word is now going to be quarantine. You know what I'm my trigger word is? In trigger. Time. And it made me want to throw my mouth at you. <laughs> I, I, and, I'm, and I can't help it. I have to use the Tom Segura line. Your feelings are your problem. Right. Not mine. Sorry. If you don't like that, then you can go find your safe space and talk to yourself. Right. I, I, it, I didn't even yeah, mean to hit it that Hit time. the bell. Inadvertent bell. <laughs> Kevin Vick Memorial Bell. Inadvertent. <laughs> I just, I, the fact that we're still doing this a year later blows my mind. <laughs> I can't believe they congregated on Franklin's team. What are they doing? They're being college They're college kids. kids. You remember when you were in college? You remember that dumb shit you did? You shocked? Cool. You're shocked easily. Your definition of the word shocked and mine are markedly different. Right. I don't know. I mean... Uh, oh, God. Stephen Town just reminded me oh, of something I haven't said in forever. What is it? The second way. The second way. Polly Shore. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Kathy Griffin. Garrett Top. Yeah. Yeah. Second way. 
I can't help it. I can't help it. It's the, fe- the the fear still grips a lot of people. I, and that's cool. Yeah, your it, fear is your problem. That is <laughs> right. that a dollar will get you a coke. And, and if you don't and like the that, leagues, then tough shit. And the leagues still have to be responsible. They still have to make sure everybody's following the protocols. Um, this thing with Dayron Sharp and Armando Baycott. Like I said, I'm I, I, I'm excited. I'm excited to see how Roy handles this because I wouldn't be shocked if he just said, "Fuck y'all, you're sitting on the bench for the rest of the, you know, for the rest of the regular season." You're wrong. That's not how that's going to be handled. I'll I'm bet sure you a dollar to a damn popsicle. <laughs> <laughs> He's fighting for you a term name the spot. terms, uh, and I will happily, <laughs> happily make that wager with you. This, is, I mean, it's just it's mind-boggling to me. Oh, the the throngs of fans in Tampa Bay. Yeah, of course they are. They want a Super Bowl. This is a like historic moment in their lives. Mm -hmm. These college kids at Carolina. This is at least a small fraction of the reason they went to Carolina. Mm -hmm. Sorry, you're not going to keep them from doing it. You know, wanting one hand, shit in the other. See which one fills up faster. Uh, It'll be the latter. It'll be it'll be the poop hand. (laughs) That's the one that will fill up faster. Indeed, it will. You're not gonna. You're not gonna stop college kids from being college kids. You're not gonna stop sports fans from being sports fans. You're not. You know. You're not going to change these people by yelling no. and screaming at them and you know, wagging your finger. You shouldn't have done you that. You should not have done that. That was uh, naughty. <laughs> this is how the it's just so irresponsible. That's what I hear. Uh, you do you. Uh, frankly, if you don't like how I live my life, you are totally inclined to stay the hell away from me. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, I greatly encourage it. Right, but this is this is part of the living with the pandemic. Like you have to, things are going to happen. We're going to move on. People have to gather. We're social people. Yeah. People aren't meant to not, you know, to be locked away and in their houses. And, and trust me, I'm as antisocial as they come. Mm-hmm. There are not many people on planet Earth that are more antisocial than I am. That's not true. Yeah, I, was, yeah. I say that. You know, I say that like I'm some big jackass. I'm really not. People I mean, you up, are a big jackass. It's just, it's just you. You still take your jackass in this out in public. You're a bigger jackass. Jack! <laughs> I couldn't help it. I couldn't. I couldn't, I couldn't not do it. I saw the whole way down in my chair. That's why I mainly stay at home, though. So I'm only a jackass to the people that I love. Actually, you're like the you're the people. nicest human on planet Earth. <laughs> you're the you are the marshmallow fluff of of, of of talk radio. I'll take it. No, you can't offend anybody. I'll now, take me, it. Me, on the other hand, I am a bucket of razor blades, and I'm okay with that. Very true. But we have to, you know. We have we have jagged rocks and we have soft landing. That's yes. what makes the that's what makes the relationship work. Yes. <laughs> but I mean, this, people people are going to get out. We have to see other people. Like when Ron came in here the uh, yesterday morning, the first thing I wanted to do was just grab him in a big bear hug because we had just shared something together. I wouldn't have cared if he was a fucking stranger off the street, and he came in here with his Tampa Bay gear on. I need that. I need human connection. And that's where we're at right now. And that's why I think these things only are going to get worse. Well, the I mean, more and more you... It's not going to be the last you say this. That's right. And that's what I'm saying. The more and more you tamp down people and say, no, we have to stay separated. We can't ever get together and all that. When something big like this happens, that's why we're seeing things on the on the scale. It's like putting the, you know, it's like shaking up the Coke can and then opening it up. Once we get... Do this yeah, one more time. Like that's, this. Like yeah. this. Just anybody in the comments want to see? Anybody want to comment while I'm laughing at that? <laughs> you know, you know, we all know. You don't have to go. Especially there. after he mentioned uh, JPP's giant massive sacks yesterday. <laughs> You're on a roll of weird things, bro. I am. Just throwing that I'm out. there. I'm a weird dude. What can I say? I'm a weird dude. Stephen Towson, LL Cool J. I need love. Is taking slow jam. I'm a god love the people that watch this show. So I don't much. know that I know that song. Uh, yes, you do. You don't know that you do, but yes, you do. Okay. <laughs> and then he commented a sploosh. I, it, it, it's, actually, it's the best way you could possibly have said that. Yeah. Yeah. Things like this are oh, going to continue. I'm so happy. We're, it, it, now that we're in the break, it, as it will, it, uh, the, the TB3. Mm-hmm. TB3? Yep. The Brady Banishment. Or TB2. That would be TB2. TB2. The Brady Banishment. 
It's a good time. It feels good. It feels right. This is. It, it feels good to be back on this set again. <laughs> Little imitation tank. Spencer's even happy. Look yeah. at him. He's oh, yeah. so happy. He's he's brilliant. He's brilliant. Imitation tank. <laughs> he filled in for you on Sunday. I saw that. Yeah, I didn't want to bother you. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's fine. I was. I was fully happy where I was. Just being. Uh, yeah, I didn't want to bother you. And I'm going to be honest with you, it took so much to get all of that put together that I, didn't, I really didn't need other noises. Right. I'm one of those quiet time people. And I've got a lot of a lot of things. Oh, Patrick Holt, now don't do that. I, I see you. I see you. We only think of ourselves. No, that won't work because we have too many people. If you give me New Zealand and Canada, I'm immediately going to say... One problem with that, you, we have way more people. Tightly packed spaces. I, I mean, this, I'm with you. This I'm, is just. I'm following you. This this is honest to Jesus. It's just like it's it's. It, I mean, I, and I I don't like this comparison, but it's the truth. Which is easier to deal with, ten kindergartners or twenty five? You ever notice that every kid that's that, that, that they're if you've got a, a a child in kindergarten and there's ten kids in the class, you probably think the teacher's doing a pretty bang up job. Why? It's harder to corral that many people. Mm -hmm. You're not going to do it. Land of the free, home of the brave. There's been a bajillion stand up bits done about this, including two by me. Yep. It's it's what we do. You, you, you don't work that way. Mm -hmm. And funny, it's worked. It's, it, we're working just fine. We need to be trending in the trajectory of getting right back to where we need to. Yep. And I'm done talking about politics Yay. now. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Excuse me. I'm choking. Hey, hey, hey while choking he's choked up, happy birthday, Mama Tank. I remembered it, not him. Ah! <laughs> and to it's be not that, fair, I And think... it's not that I didn't remember it, it's that Facebook told me. I was getting ready to say. That's how I know everyone's birthday. <laughs> He looked over at me and said, uh, "He said, hey, it's your mom's birthday. And I went, David, I just saw her just 30 minutes ago, and I forgot to say happy birthday. So happy birthday, Ma. I, said, I love you. I said first. <laughs> yes, it is my mother's birthday. It's also Phil Ford's birthday. My mom always likes to remind us of that because it's her one connection to Carolina basketball. They had an all-star game one day on her birthday, and Phil Ford played in the old-timers game, and he was 42 years old when I was a kid. And that's, that's when she got her first sports reminding me that I'm old uh, scenario. <laughs> that happens to me a lot. Right. Every time we talk about how old Sam Darnold is, I'm like, ah. Oh. <laughs> Sam Darnold. I'm a decade more than that. It's, I'm, I'm 10 more than that. Mine was, my first one was Shaq. That was my first one. When Shaq retired, I went, fuck, I remember the night. I remember where I was the night that he was drafted. I did too. I was probably playing with my toys. Yeah, you were. Because I was like five. You were. <laughs> yeah, so all the birthday love today uh, for my mom and Phil Ford. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Kansas is back in the top 25. How about that? Just like that. It oh, changed yeah. well, overnight. I mean, it'll, take, it'll take six days. It, it, changed, it changed overnight. Uh, they, Kansas dropped out of the top 25. For the first time for in the, forever. Yeah. First time they dropped their 231-week streak or something like that of being ranked in the top 25. First time since 1961 that we've been in this scenario where Kansas, Carolina, Kentucky, UCLA, and Duke have all been out of the top five. Great. Or the top 25, excuse me. 1961. That's the state of college basketball right now. It's garbage. It, it's, it, yeah. And I don't know. Is it just that there too? There's there's no there are no rising stars, or is it because of the pandemic or uh, the, 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 the the lack fact of the that preparation? you didn't have the prep time that you right. usually do? And I, let me just. I watched a little college basketball last night in my inability to sleep stupor. Okay. Uh, nobody's beating Gonzaga. Uh, period. It's not happening. Yeah. I don't care. I'll be honest with you. They looked better than two NBA teams I've seen. Not saying they would beat them. Mm -hmm. Not that stupid. Right. But uh, there's nobody's beating them. Yeah. 
Uh, I will take Gonzaga. You can have literally the field, and I am <laughs> fine. I mean, I think Baylor would have a shot against not them. E- not a snowball chance. Not a snowball chance. Not a snowball chance. Because they're too big. Uh, Gonzaga's just too good. Yeah. I mean, BYU's the best team they have left, and they beat them like a kettle drum. And they only won by 11. Uh, it was way more than that. <laughs> I saw Jalen Suggs hit a three on one of the most perfectly executed offensive sets I've seen in years. Right. And I went, well, that's over. That was with 12 minutes to go. It does appear to me that we are on the collision course for Gonzaga and Baylor. I'm not as confident of Baylor. Why? I just, uh, you know. I mean, they're experienced. They're talented. They can have, they got guys who What was go my Super Bowl night. prediction? Your Super Bowl prediction? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I said what was going to happen. You give me the Chiefs, the Bills, and who else? I forgot. Green Bay Packers. Yeah, yeah. guess what? I got it half right. Yeah. Anytime you speak in certainties, I will absolutely bet against you because it almost never plays out that way. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't see a path that Gonzaga's not making it. I mean, they're good Lord, have mercy. I was, I, I mean, I watched it as a coach for several minutes and just went, my God, you're, you are, you are executing this offense at another level. Mm-hmm. And I don't think anybody can beat that. Yeah. Jalen Suggs is a phenomenal player, obviously with uh, Philip Petrosev and uh, who's a Jordan, Drew, Drew Timmy, Drew Timmy and Corey Kispert. They they've just got guys that can They're just hurt you really in every good. way. Absolutely. Um, but the Blue Bloods being down, and then last night Kansas gets the win over Oklahoma State, who was number twenty three. So chances are Kansas is probably jump, jumping back into the top twenty five next week. The thirteen winningest programs in college basketball <laughs> history are all unranked. What? The thirteen winningest programs in college basketball history are all unranked right now. That's crazy. Duke, Carolina, Kansas, Kentucky, Cincinnati, UCLA, St. John's. Uh, I can't remember them all. Notre Dame, Syracuse. Uh, they're all unranked. Right. The the highest or the most successful program historically in college basketball that's ranked right now is Purdue. <laughs> they're twenty four. Yep. Wow. They were real sure to comment on that. That trended on Twitter yesterday. Right. Which made me laugh. I mean, it's it's baffling to me that all of these programs are down at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I get, and I don't know. It's all the one, I mean, I mean they're all, they're, the vast majority of them are one and done programs. One and done That's programs. not an accident. Right. No no prep time really hurt this year. And that's why, that's why Gonzaga and Baylor, who have, what, five, are all, not all five, but at least four out of the five starters for both teams, I think, are juniors. Yeah. Juniors or seniors. That's insanity. Uh, there's a lot of talk still about what this quarterback carousel is going to look mm-hmm. like in the NFL. And there's a lot of crazy price tags being thrown around right now. Like just riding in this morning, I heard somebody, uh, I think it was a Houston beat writer, who was saying that Houston would be able to get three ones and two twos right now for Deshaun Watson. Oh, plus, plus a young quarterback. So, going with Jeremy's, you know, Jeremy Stan Patton, I think we all could pretty much agree with him that the two teams best suited to get Deshaun Watson that have the draft capital, the money, the space in the cap, all that, are the Dolphins and the, and the Jets. So that they would get one of the young quarterbacks as well as three ones and two twos for Deshaun Watson. Is that even close to the actual price? No. Nope. Uh, here's what Houston could get for Deshaun Watson. And this is the reason that they're not listening to calls. Uh, they could get it. All right, we'll take the Jets, for example. They would get two. They would get uh, maybe Seattle's one. Or they would get Seattle's one next year. Mm-hmm. And they would get a two. And they would get Darnold. That's it. Yeah. That's the package. Two ones a two. Two ones a two and Sam Darnold. That's okay. the package. Sam Darnold's worth a one. The, the the one that you're getting this year is worth two middle of the first round ones, and that is how the value works out. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get more than that. Right. Matthew Stafford, who is a top 12 quarterback in the NFL, got one one. Mm-hmm. They gave a one and a three for them to take Jared Garf. 
Carolina offered eight and Teddy Bridgewater. And they said no. And they said no, which was stupid. I'm going to stick by that. <laughs> I don't care where Matthew Stafford wanted to go. If they offered you eight and Teddy Bridgewater and you didn't take it, mm-hmm. you did it wrong. I will agree with that. And I've heard that from about 40 sources. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also can tell you what Philadelphia is asking for right now for Carson Wentz. Uh, they got them hung up on, and apparently they have come to a little bit different way of thinking. It was two ones. That was what they wanted for Carson Wentz, which was never happening. Mm-hmm. Never. I still stand by Carson Wentz winds up in Indy, by the way. Yeah. 4A1. Yeah. For their one this year. Oh, Indy will trade their one for the second straight year. They got DeForest Buckner last year. They got, they'll get Carson Wentz this year. I don't know. Part and of, they should. Part of me wants to side on Philadelphia on this one. Two ones is a high price. But could they get somebody to go with a one and a two? A one and a two for Carson? Yeah. No, because you don't have to. You don't have to. There are so many available quarterbacks at this point. I mean, I want you to really think about what I'm getting ready to say. Mm-hmm. And, and there are going to be people that, that gristle at what I say and say I'm a homer and they're wrong. Mm-hmm. Sam Darnold is worth more than Carson Wentz is right now, and it's not close. It's not close. I'm not saying he's a better quarterback. I'm saying he's worth more. Because you have to pay Carson, you get to make that decision on Sam. Yeah. And you get to have him in your building. Okay. Uh, Slick Rick for real said uh, they must have wanted Jared Goff. There, I think there's something to that. But to take the contract mm-hmm. and the fact that you have to eat it for this long, it literally starts this year. Mm-hmm. They got a one and a three back. Well, as soon as saying, Jared Garf went into this conversation, uh, because he wasn't always part of it. Yeah. Well, it was, it was the same GM, right? Uh, yeah. The same GM Holmes. that drafted. Uh, well, he didn't draft him. He was just the director of college scouting. Okay. It was the still it was scouted. Les Snead's call, Excuse and right. you know that's and that's all well and good. Gotcha. But he's comfortable with Jared Garf, and and right. felt like he would be. Felt like he would be conducive to the the, the culture change in Detroit. That's right. all well and good. Right. You still have to take on the contract. So mm-hmm. you got something for him. Okay. <clears throat> and Detroit wanted two ones and and a, a, a three and Jared Garf. Mm-hmm. That's what they wanted. That's, and that's all well and good. You're not getting that for Carson Wentz. Yeah. Carson Wentz will be, I, I believe, will be dealt for Indianapolis's first round pick. And I think it happens in the next 48 hours. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Spicy, spicy. Really? Ding, ding, yes. Ding, 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 ding. So that offer is already on the table, you've heard. Yes. Oh, 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 oh. And, ah. the pl- and the plot thickens. Yeah, that's, that deal's on the table right now, and I think Philadelphia... Can we stop with the Tariq Cohen, Nick Fo- The stop Nick Foles thing is comical to me. Like, it, it, it's obvious to me that you're not talking to anybody with any actual knowledge because Philadelphia has no use for Nick Foles. Mm-hmm. None. It's not the same coaching staff. It's not the same system. It's not the same shit. None of it is the same. Mm-hmm. You know, Nick Sirianni worked for Frank Wright. Cool. Never worked in Philadelphia. Yeah. Wasn't there. Just didn't happen. Right. So, you know, they, they never worked together. Uh, it, I mean, and, and to me, it was just said in the comments, to me it's easy, Teddy and aid for Stafford. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Detroit looked at it differently, and I don't really know why. And, you know, they had to put some value on Jared Garf. It's just way exponentially more than I would have. Yeah. But the Deshaun Watson thing, you're not getting three ones and two twos from me. You're just not. It's, it's not going to happen. Because, and here's why. I'm not saying that there aren't players. He's probably worth that. Yes, he is. I think he is. Uh, but then you have the exact same problem that Houston has right now. Mm-hmm. You mortgage the future. You can't put the pieces around him, and you risk him doing this exact same thing two years from now. Yep. So you're not going to do that. And there are only two teams that have what Houston wants, and they've made it very clear. Mm-hmm. They want a top five pick in this draft. If I were Houston, I would probably lean toward Miami. I would probably lean toward taking that Miami deal because you get number you get the number three pick, but you also have a quarterback that's under control longer. Eric Holmes asked me, "Do I see L.A. or Detroit being a contender with either quarterback?" Yes, I think L.A. is. I'm not going to say they're the favorite in the NFC, but they're in the conversation with Matt Stafford. Mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford is a markedly better quarterback than Jared Goff. Yeah, I also don't have a cute little name for him, so. I, I think with Robert Woods and, and Cooper Cup, and I do believe in Van Jefferson, he was a guy that I liked coming into the draft last year. I think they have weapons to where they can score, and the defense is going to be good enough. Losing Brandon Staley is going to hurt. Mm-hmm. Brandon Staley is a good young defensive coordinator. By the way, yesterday they were one of the three teams that I said, throw a futures bet on their Super Bowl chances. 
because I like it a lot. And Jared Garf makes Detroit a contender for the first round for the number one pick. Yes, uh, that that is what they're playing. Well, for. Detroit is the, Detroit is trying to blow it up, Jeremy style. Yeah. This is Philadelphia 76er believe that trust the process, mm-hmm. blow it up. Yep. and I'm fine with that. Yeah. I've said that for a hundred years, and nobody ever does it. If you're gonna be bad, be bad, bad, but bad, bad, bad. Because that's the only way you're going to get these generational talents. Mm-hmm. And you, have, we are in a North Carolina market. I will tell you, there is a generational talent quarterback coming out next year. One. There's only one. Mm-hmm. Sam Howe. Mm-hmm. Keaton Slovis is not. Tyler Slough is not. They're, they're, they're not. Not saying they're not talented. Not saying they can't be starters in the NFL. If you want the generational talent, it's Sam Howe. And I've literally been saying that since the second start of his I've watched. Yep. That kid is going to be a number one pick, and that kid very well may be a Heisman Trophy winner. I love the fact that the Detroit Lions are going to make me right, because I told you before last year that Sam Howell was going to be the number one pick in this coming draft, not this next draft, but you know next year's draft, to the Detroit Lions. They are making that come true. With Jared Garf on board... It's not, this is not, this was not a future play. They didn't see Jared Goff as a guy who, this is going to be our franchise quarterback from now on. Yep. They got a contract that they can get out from underneath in, what was it, two years? Two years. For nothing. For nothing. Because no guaranteed money is with them. The guaranteed money stays with LA. Yep. So Detroit gets to get out from under it scot-free in two years. And that's what they're planning on doing. Yeah, they're going to, they will end up with a number one pick next year. They will take Sam Howe. And Jared Goff is the is the bridge between those two administrations, from the Matt Stafford administration to the uh, to the Sam Howell administration, and I think they're playing it perfectly. So, in essence, yes, uh, both quarterbacks make both of them contenders because it's at least something that Detroit can build on. You got to have the like you said, you got to be bad enough to get the the generational players, and that should be the path right now. Now, how you how you sell that to a team is is a whole nother story. Of we're gonna go out here and we're gonna get our ass kicked, guys. Let's let's do this. But you gotta save, you know, you gotta save up all your money. And that's where they're headed. They're losing Kenny Galladay and they're losing Marvin Jones and they, none of those guys are coming back. I don't imagine. Do you? No. No, the Lions are literally going to tap out. I mean, this is going to be a bad team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, it, it shows when they gave Dan Campbell six years, I told you, this is a long-term play. Mm-hmm. Did you see the staff he assembled? Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I mean, it's, it's intriguing. Mm-hmm. Anthony Lynn is your offensive coordinator. Uh, Aaron Glenn is your defensive coordinator who's an up-and-coming coach in this league. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's they, they're taking the long way around in Detroit. Mm-hmm. They're not trying to fix this in a year because you can't. And I'll be honest with you, I don't – I've said this on this show multiple times. I don't think Deshaun Watson is the cure-all for many teams. I think he's the cure-all for the Miami Dolphins. That's it. Not the Jets? No. He's not a cure-all for the Jets. All right, so I mean, so what has been the knock on, or what has been the saving grace for Sam Darnold for the last three years? The line sucks, and you don't have any weapons. Yeah. Okay, you trade four, what equates to four ones, and Sam, and you wind up with John Watson. Guess what? You still have the same. The line's getting better, and the weapons are fair because I do like Denzel Mims and Jamison Crowder's under contract for another year. Mm-hmm. It's still the same. I mean, it's just a better quarterback with the same problem. Mm-hmm. And now you've created, a, and now it's a much more expensive uh, quarterback with the same problem. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't make any sense to me. Now Miami, Miami has one of the best young offensive lines in the league. And I'll be honest with you, I, I, I haven't said this yet. I'm going to say it right now. I think Deshaun Watson forces his way to Miami. Okay, that's how I think this goes. Because I think he's going to sit around and go, "All right, Houston's not going to listen to anything that they don't get a top five pick." That, that's what this whole segment started about. What are these quarterbacks worth? Right. Deshaun Watson is going to get a top five pick. Yes. Houston has none, and Houston's blowing it up too, as evidenced by the fact they hired David Culley. Mm-hmm. And do you really think they look at David Culley and go, this is the guy that's going to lead us to a Super Bowl? No. Uh, no. No, it's, they don't. This is the guy that would take the job. And two, three years from now, he's going to be fired. There's going to be young pieces in place, and it's going to be a more attractive job. Mm-hmm. 
And the McNair family is going to stay the hell out of the way because they have now they're looked at the same way the Fords were and Jerry Jones was and and you know these Daniel Snyder yes. these meddling owners that want to make decisions. Mm -hmm. That's how they're looked at now in league circles. Absolutely. Now that leads us to the question of price tags. Uh, mm -hmm. All right, so we've talked about Carson Wentz. We talked about Deshaun Watson. Um, Dak. What's the latest on the Dak situation? He's going to be franchised. They're going to franchise him again. And cost him, what was it, 43? That's right. It's, it's, it's in the 40s. Yeah. If they don't get a long-term deal done. They're talking about a long-term deal. Mm -hmm. I said that wrong. They're not talking about a long-term deal, which is unsettling. Uh, and Because they've had the ability to do it for a month. Mm -hmm. And they didn't. I don't really understand that. But from what I understand... Both parties are interested in a long-term deal, even though they have not paddled that way yet. Mm -hmm. I don't know that it will happen. I don't know that the med staff is going to... A lot of people don't know this. Dak Prescott actually had two surgeries on that leg. Okay. One was a stabilizing for uh, the betterment in the long term. It delayed the rehab timetable, but he's actually even ahead of that. And so medically, I think they're going to be okay, but they're going to want to see it progress. And I'm not sure they're going to be ready to give him five years, right? Uh, you know, in a deal, which is what he wants. Mm -hmm. So Dak's going to be a Cowboy. So the question is: Is he a franchise quarterback Cowboy, or is he a long-term quarterback? Yeah, cowboy? is he playing on the franchise tag? Which this will be the second time they franchise tag him, and that goes up. What is it, seven percent year yes. after year over year? If you I do it twice, something to that effect. And I think that put it at the like the forty three million dollar mark. Um, I agree. I, I mean, I think they they know they have something in Dak Prescott. They cannot move on. I never believed that there was ever a chance that the Dallas Cowboys were not going to re-sign Dak Prescott. I did one way or the other. Until he got hurt. Yeah. When he got hurt, and you, you saw it up close and personal. This is this this is how bad it got. Uh, and I, I mean, I don't think Mike McCarthy is a bad coach. I think last year went terribly sideways. Mike Nolan should never have been the defense coordinator of that team. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I got a question in the comments. What do I think about the Cowboys next year? I look for them to be better because I don't know how you could be much worse. Mm -hmm. The Ezekiel Elliott deal is aging like milk. So, you know, somebody else asked me about, uh, I think it was Ron George asked me about, is there a path that Deshaun Watson winds up in Carolina with McCaffrey being one of the trade assets? Mm -hmm. No, because that deal's a net negative. You cannot pay that much money to a running back. We, we've seen this time and time and time again, and teams are catching on to it. Mm -hmm. It's the reason Le'Veon Bell became a nomad, because the administration of the Jets changed, and they went, we're not paying this much money to a running back. Right. I mean, you got to understand, in this draft, I have 12 running backs that I think could be valuable rotation pieces that are going to go in the first four rounds. Chuba Hubbard is a great running back. Not a three down back, mm -hmm. but he's a very good running back. I think he'll be productive in the NFL. He's a Nick Chubb. He's a fourth round guy. That's where Chubba, Chuba Hubbard's going to go. Mm -hmm. Wow, he will be available in day three. That's that's how deep this is. Yeah, you know Michael Carter, Javante Williams, uh, obviously Travis Etienne and, and Najee Harris. There's going to be a lot of valuable commodity running backs in this draft. Christian McCaffrey's a net negative. Mm -hmm. Carolina Panthers fans don't want to hear that, but it's true. But in saying that, I feel like it's necessary to say no one's saying that Christian McCaffrey isn't a generational talent. He's a fantastic running back. He's a $17 million running back. Exactly. That's the problem. The contract is non-sustainable. Mm -hmm. I, I don't care how you look at it. I don't care how good Christian McCaffrey is over the next three, four years. He's probably going to be in the MVP conversation each one of those years. Problem is, well, he's still got four years on the deal after those four years. Think about the teams that just were in the conference championship games. Mm -hmm. Buffalo has drafted two running backs that are below average. Yeah. Uh, Kansas City drafted one in the first round that was a bust, and we literally all said uh, after the game Sunday, man, I bet they wish they had a different running back mm -hmm. because Clyde Edwards-Alaire was not great. Mm -hmm. Tampa Bay had two, one on a vet minimum deal, One's a guy they drafted in the third round, second round? They took Ron Jones in the second round, didn't they? Uh, yeah. Yeah. You use draft capital. That's, that's, that's what you do with running backs. You don't pay them. I'll be honest with you, there's not a running back in the NFL I'd give a second deal to. Yeah. 
There's not. Saquon Barkley coming up with the Giants. They, they, you got one more year. You ready to give him $20 million? Nope. Shouldn't be. It's, it's not They're gone. It's like, it's like $17 million. His, his team option is like $17 million. They're gonna. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they'll continue to be bad. Yeah. Aaron Jones. I got news for you. Green Bay likes Aaron Jones. They're not going to pay him. Mm-hmm. I think Miami's going to pay him. Yeah. Him with Deshaun Watson? Shoe buddy. If you're a Miami Dolphins fan, you should be real happy about the state of the franchise right now. Yeah. And if you're a fan of any other team in the AFC East, you need to be scared shitless right now. <laughs> I'm one of those. <laughs> Imagine this swing. This swing that could be possible yeah. for Jeremy. Uh, Deshaun Watson comes or he goes to the damn Miami Dolphins. <laughs> Along with Aaron Jones. Mm-hmm. Along with Allen Robinson. Because they're going to get one of those wide receivers. Shut your mouth. Yeah, I still think Allen Robinson. They're going to get one of them. Whether it's Allen Robinson, Kenny Galladay, Juju Smith-Schuster, they will get one of those guys. You mm-hmm. Don't you think? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm just saying, you, mm-hmm. I, that, that pendulum boggles my mind. I don't know how you live with yourself. I really don't. What, what do you mean? <laughs> Living with the anticipation of how this, this season could swing for you or this offseason could swing for oh, you. Well, I mean, I've been asked this question what, of what it, what it is that I want the Jets to do. It's really simple. I want them to roll it back to Sam Darnold. Yeah. That's it. I, I don't want to trade for Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. I don't want to give up four ones for Deshaun Watson. I'm, I'm not interested. I would rather take, whether it's Penny Sewell or Devontae Smith or whatever the case may be, at two – Take another starting level player at 23. Take two more starting level players next year with the two ones we have next year, mm-hmm. and build the team that way. Sam Darnold's not going to cost you 40 million dollars no matter what he does. Right? Yeah. You know, there's nothing he can do in the next two years where he's going to cost you 40 million dollars a year. Now, do I think he's a better quarterback than Zach Wilson? Yes. And I don't think it's all that close. Mm-hmm. Justin Fields, absolutely. Yeah. Trey Lance, I don't know what Trey Lance will be. Yeah. There's so little tape on Trey Lance that I, honest to God think that uh, it, it was filmed with the same camera they shot the Zapruder film with. <laughs> I mean, at this point, Trey Lance film is like seeing a Bigfoot. Right. Uh, just because you saw it doesn't mean it was really there. Yeah. So. But do you feel like you're, is any part of the New York Jets front office looking like we have to do a deal or else Deshaun Watson's going to end up in Miami? No. Okay. Following along the uh, price tag route, now this get this is where it gets fun for me. Mm-hmm. Mitchell Trubisky, put a number on that yearly contract. Fourteen. Might I might be a little too high. Really? With who? Mitch Trubisky. Okay. Fourteen million dollars mm-hmm. might be too high. Uh, and I've heard two teams that could be in on him. It could be Chicago running it back or New England. I've heard New England. Okay. Yeah. New England makes all the sense in the world. Yeah. He fits the scheme of mm-hmm. because he is a mobile. Semi-accurate quarterback. Problem is that he can't get the ball downfield. <laughs> Not a problem for New England because they don't even get downfield. Yeah. But would you? It, it, okay, so if you're New England and say that we didn't even talk about Jimmy Garoppolo, is that's who I play? that's who I think the quarterback in the New England. Bears okay, is. see, to me, I've been hearing all of the Jimmy Garoppolo stuff. It, it makes way too much sense that Jimmy Garoppolo is the guy that Tom or that uh, uh, I almost said his name, uh, Bill <laughs> Belichick. <laughs> I'm going to bring in an air horn anytime he says it. That Bill Belichick had sitting behind the goat, and, you know, he. Nope, goat's part of the band. No, 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 no. no, I can't. The only way you're talking about a goat on this show for the next six months is if it's preempted by Billy. (laughs) (laughs) It's the only kind of goat you're allowed to talk about on the show. No goats. I've heard all the goat shit I'm. so we know he who who should not be named uh, was the starter. <laughs> Garoppolo was the backup, mm-hmm. and then and they chose wrong. They chose wrong. They Bill decided, forced the right. Bill forced his hand, and they chose wrong. Flat out. Well, I mean, he got another Super Bowl out of it. He did win him another Super Bowl. So okay. I mean, you and, can't, and look where you're at now. Well, and and there's something to be said for that. But you'd have one less Super Bowl. I think I'd trade Super Bowl for the situation that I'm in right now. Trust me, I'm, I'm pretty fresh off the memory of it. Uh, Would you know I, it when it was your sixth? <laughs> when it was your now, what? You do realize New England screwed for the next decade, right? Oh yeah, you, you get that. Oh yeah. 
just making sure. Yeah, I, I do. I understand that. But I and, mean, and I'm not had, saying you're wrong. They've had I'm it pretty damn good. <laughs> right. They've had I'm it pretty saying. damn good. And I'm, I'm fine with them sucking for a while. I think everybody's tired of it. Oh, it, uh, Kevin Vick has a point. You can mention uh, 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 the, the Brady Band can be broken, but only if you call him Satan himself. Satan himself. Mm -hmm. no. That's the only way you can reference him. No. Okay. His Highness. Uh, nope. How about that? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> You won't let me do that? Nope. You let me call him Satan? Yep. Can't go the other way. Yep. Gotcha. Uh, so Jimmy Garoppolo <laughs> has always made sense to me going back to New England because he's the one that Bill kind of fought for. Remember, we had all the rumors of Bill wants him, but Kraft wants the other guy. We need to stick with what we have. They got another Super Bowl doing it Kraft's way. Now they're in hell, hell. because they didn't do it Bill Belichick's way. Mm -hmm. um, so that's always made sense to me. But if I if Jimmy G's out of the equation, which he's not, just throwing that out. Okay, but let's just say he is. Say they can't get a deal done with San Francisco, and that's not going to happen. Now your choices are down between Mitch Trubisky or Jacoby Brissett. I think I can get Brissett much cheaper than I can get Trubisky for. No, I wouldn't agree with that. You don't think so? I think they're going to be very, very close. Okay. I, I mean, Indianapolis close. did pay Jacoby Brissett. He's used to making twenty million dollars. He's—I'm sure he knows he's not going to get that again. But I mean, that's the other familiar face because mm -hmm. they leveraged Brissett in the, you know, in the dynasty as well. I don't know. I just think I would probably go with Brissett. So you think Brissett's probably in that fourteen million dollar area as well? Twelve with, to fourteen, yeah, with Mitchell Trubisky. Um, Jameis Winston. I think he winds up signing about a $5 million deal in New Orleans. $5 million deal. It might be incentive. It might be built with incentives that are not likely to be reached, which is the stupidest thing that we do in, in all of Capdom. It's, right. it's, it's just baffling to me to think that Mitch Trubisky and Jacoby Brissett are worth $9 million more than a guy who threw for 5,000 yards? I think he would stay in New Orleans. Oh, he's take, taking the discount to stay. With I'm not Peyton. saying he's taking a discount. Who's all right? Who's who's tying their little red wagon to James Winston? That's a great question. Nobody. <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> Nobody. But I don't know. I mean, the, the I think the fact that Sean Payton, you know, and, and the only reason I say this is because we've already done this once. Okay. We, we he already went out on the open market, and nobody was interested. Mm -hmm. I mean, they were interested in, in, in two million dollar deals, right? I think Jameis Winston is going to be the starting quarterback in the New Orleans Saints because I think Sean Payton saw what he had in Taysom Hill and went, well, that was stupid. <laughs> we should not have given that guy $10 million a year. Yeah. He's the most expensive gadget player ever in the NFL. Mm -hmm. All right. Terod Taylor. Terod Taylor is a $2.5 million a year guy. That's a bridge. I, for, for, it, you call me whatever the hell you want to. I have this weird feeling that wherever Trey Lance go goes, Terod Taylor's going with him. Because okay. I think he's the perfect bridge quarterback for Trey Lance. Mm -hmm. Their games are similar. Terod Taylor showed this previous year, he's about as good of a damn mentor as there is in the NFL. Unless yeah. This is the guy that almost got killed by his own medical staff and never said shit. Mm -hmm. And he was the, Justin Herbert said he was in every meeting. He was there for me every step of the way. Yep. And I look at a guy in Trey Lance that if you start him year one, you're doing it wrong. I don't give a damn what team it is. I don't care the scenario. If you start him week one, year one, you're doing it wrong. Unless Trey no Lance goes at eight. There's no one less. They'll still bring Terod Taylor in to be with Teddy Bridgewater oh, and Trey oh, Lance? Oh, no, no. That, yeah, I mean, Teddy Bridgewater could be the bridge guy, too. Okay. They're not, and Carolina's not going to bring Terod Taylor. No, but I, <laughs> I, I just, I just I'll be honest with you, I wouldn't hate it if they did. If they just out if they tried to find a trade partner for Bridgewater and brought in Tyrod Taylor. You talk Tyrod about, Taylor. You talk about one of the most uh, respected, smart. I think Teddy Bridgewater do it the team way locker uh, quarterback you rooms you could ever think of. Does Teddy Bridgewater think he is a starter in this league? Yes, he does, and he's right. Does Terod Taylor think he's a starter in this league? Yes. No. No. You don't think he does? No. Oh. Okay. If he did, when the med staff damn near killed him, he I believe would have said something. Mm -hmm. But no, he was a great teammate. He was a great guy, and he is a valuable. He's a valuable commodity to have on the team. I think he's a guy that believes he can be a starter in this league. He can be a starter. We know that. There's no doubt about that. Right. What I'm saying is, do do. 
I asked this poorly. Let me ask it a different way. Okay. Does Tarod Taylor go into this offseason saying, I'm going to go somewhere and be somebody's quarterback for the next three years? No. 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 He knows what he is. Mm-hmm. He knows what he is. Mm-hmm. And and that's going to be fine. And he would be a great – Yeah, I mean, he's a he has already proven he is a great quarterback to have for a young quarterback to learn yes. from. He just, he just mentored the rookie of the year. Who was the guy that we universally said was going to be a not a bust? I didn't say he'd be a bust. I just mm-hmm. didn't think he was worthy of a top six pick, right. and I was wrong. He just he, he he just couldn't help Baker. Some people are beyond uh, beyond help. Baker Mayfield's beyond help. beyond. He's beyond help. How did I know that's where that was going? Yeah, Baker Mayfield. He'll be at home with Baker Mayfield. The Cleveland Browns will be at home with Baker Mayfield a lot in the next ten years. Right. Uh, all right, the following quarterbacks, is there still a spot for them in this league? Andy Dalton. Yes. I think he's a starter somewhere next year. Really? Mm-hmm. A lot of open chairs, not who a lot of butts I, to go in there. Who am I not thinking of? I, uh, I've been trying to run through my mind who he could start for. Who Andy Dalton could start yeah. for? He could start for a lot of things. He's another guy that I could see coming in with one of these rookies because he's also a uh, good team guy. Jacksonville? That would make way too much sense, honestly. To sit behind Trevor? Mm-hmm. As an emergency backup yep. behind Trevor. And a, and a real good guy to be in the room. I'd like that. I'd like yeah. that a lot. I mean, it makes sense, but I think that's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think he's going to necessarily be competition, uh, no. but I, I could see him being a guy they want in the room with rookie that's the That's the beautiful thing about Andy Dalton, and, the re- and it was one of the be- best moves that I thought the Dallas Cowboys did last offseason was this is a guy who does not expect to come in and be a star. Mm-hmm. He expects to be a good guy, you know, learn all he can and be there when he's needed. And he was obviously needed greatly. I'll be honest with you, uh, I would love Andy Dalton to go wherever Mac Jones goes. Because Mac Jones should be looking at Andy Dalton going, that's the career t- trajectory that I want. Because right. that's your ceiling. Your floor is Greg McElroy. Yep. Yeah. But... Andy Dalton's actually been a pretty good NFL quarterback. Right. Ryan Fitzmagic. I think he's back in Miami. I just I I I think he's going to want to be somewhere that I think that's a mistake. Oh, I don't disagree with you that it's a mistake. Now that's contingent. I mean that Deshaun unless Watson's Deshaun Watson, yeah. But if Deshaun Watson comes, two is gone. And do you at that point convince Ryan Fitzpatrick to back up Deshaun Watson? Mm, or he goes somewhere maybe. else where he's more needed. He could. He's going to be a backup somewhere. Or he could retire. Wouldn't shock me if he retired. Yeah. I could see him not wanting to move for the 407th time. And drum roll, please. If you say Blaine Gabbard, I'm going to punch you in the mouth. Nope. Nope. Cam Newton. Uh, not in the league. Not in the league next year. Mm-hmm. Won't be a backup. Won't he's, he's already said I'm not going to be back. He won't settle for taking a backup role. And he's not a starter in this league. Mm-hmm. It's not even debatable. If you watched him last year with the New England Patriots, he's not a starter in this league. And don't give me oh, but the weapons. I could care less. It was it, it, when you're when you're short hopping them like you're trying to fill grounders. Uh, I don't give a fuck if you got Jerry Rice, Calvin Johnson, and Antonio Brown out there. <laughs> yeah. Bye bye, Cam. Exactly. I, I, I don't think that there's a place in the league for him, and I think everybody... Well, based on everything I've heard, it's not going to be with Rivera in Washington because apparently some things went on there that I did not fully understand. Oh. Does that surprise you at all? No. Had something to do with Mike Shula. That's all I've... Mm-hmm. I've gotten bits and pieces. I don't have a full, tangible story. I've just been told it ain't going to be in Washington with Ron Rivera. And there's not uh, a Carolina Panthers fan who's shocked about that. Uh, Patrick Holt asked me what happens with Taylor Heineke and, and Alex Smith. I think if Alex Smith is, if if he wants to come back, I think Washington will welcome that with open arms. Mm-hmm. I'm just not sure he wants to come back. Right. I think he accomplished what he tried to accomplish, uh, and he could easily ride off in the sunset. Now, this is a dude that has proven us wrong a lot, yeah. and God bless him for it. Mm-hmm. But I could see, I see a path of Alex Smith and Taylor Heineke being the quarterback tandem of the Washington football team next year. Yeah. Well, solely because I don't know what else you're going to do. Mm-hmm. I get asked more about who's going to play quarterback for the Washington football team than any other team in the NFL, and it's not even vaguely close. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to level. I don't know. I get no discernible intel. You're picking too low to get one of these quarterbacks. You're not going to give up draft capital to trade up. 
That's how you get fired, by the way. Uh, this is one of those. If you see a team trade up for a quarterback, you, you mark my words. Uh, just remember, I said they clock's going to be the clock's going to atrophy quickly. Just keep all. I wanted you to have this little window here, this little picture here, snapshot, so you could keep it in your mind when you hear people talking about all these crazy prices for these quarterbacks that are out there on the market. Uh, Ron George said uh, Sam Darnold to Washington. That is a rumor that is gaining a shitload of traction. By the way, do you know what pick they have? Washington? Mm -hmm. 12? Mm -hmm. Made the playoffs. Oh, 16. 19. 19. Remember I said it. You excited about the 19th pick? I'm not going to be... A, 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 an alternative that I have to mention, because somebody just asked me about it in the comments. I didn't see the name. I apologize. Uh, don't be shocked if Zach Wilson goes to. Whether it's the Jets or the Texans, don't be shocked. Okay. Also, don't be shocked if there is a deal with the Houston Texans that does not involve Sam Darnold. If the Jets trade for Deshaun Watson, I will not be shocked if Sam Darnold's not involved. It makes a lot of sense because he's still a piece that you can get something for. Washington football team, give him 19 right now. Yep. I don't think that. I know that. That's a definitive. They can lie all they want to. It's been offered. Nice. I'm pulling for you. I really am. Uh, hate to end off the show with bad news, but breaking news out of the NFL this morning. Former NFL head coach Marty Schottenheimer has passed away. Um, story says that he died yesterday after dealing with Alzheimer's disease for many years. Schottenheimer, diagnosed in 2014, was moved to a hospice facility near his home in Charlotte uh, January the 30th due to complications from the irreversible progressive brain disorder. He was a head coach in the NFL for 21 seasons, leading the Cleveland Browns, Kansas City Chiefs, Washington football team, and the Chargers in San Diego. Marty Schottenheimer dead at the age of 77. All our thoughts and prayers go out to the Schottenheimer family. I'm Tank Spencer. He's Jeremy Green. Yeah. We'll have some fun this afternoon on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. We'll be back with you tomorrow morning live right here in the Wicked Weed studio. Wickedweedbrewing.com. Drink different.